What in your experience has been the lesson that you've learned that's taught you the most that you'd want to get out to as many people as you can? Yeah, I'm no good with stuff like this. I can't think off the top of my head very well. Like the lesson I've learned that's taught me the most that I want to get out to as many people as possible. Yeah. Be life or I mean, music, it whatever, you know. Um, I mean, can I just give you like loads of different things to answer in various yeah, aspects? Yeah. Um so for people in bands that just focus on being as good as you can don't worry what anyone else is doing even if it's the same as what everyone else is doing just as long as you like it and you believe in it and you put a lot of effort in and you want to make it as good as possible it might take a while to get there but all the people that i'm friends with that are in the industry professionally are just the ones that stuck it out and that like just did it just because they love doing it and they want to do it so there's that um also i guess um specifically to do with guitarists don't rush don't try and go fast just try and play for endurance and try and play as cleanly as possible and speed will come later um but yeah in life in general i don't know uh yeah i don't know don't have that jaeger bomb yeah yeah definitely not yeah i mean i don't drink or anything so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I um someone handed me one the other day and i was like i haven't had one of these in a while i had about two sips it's like, i'm not even gonna i'm not this isn't yeah me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Wait, speaking of um like sort of with on the music sort of musician side i guess um i, I was looking at a, a quick interview that you did um were you saying it uh and correct me if i'm wrong you're saying it didn't maybe feel like silosis was being sort of given the time of day at what at some point in a longer sort of career from things like press and that um is that kind of right where because what, what i was going to ask about was um for anyone that's maybe struggling in that kind of you know in a band that maybe doesn't you don't feel like you're getting that time of day what what would your advice be is that right am i if i got that right from there um yeah no i've i've seen a few i've done a lot of press recently and i've probably said something similar to that and i've seen some of some articles that have come out already and i'm like that's not exactly what i said but i mean yeah to, to a degree like solosis particularly when we were coming up and there was a buzz around us like when we did our first record and um you know we we could sell tickets and go on tour and stuff um but we weren't necessarily like what was trendy but people liked it so a lot of the more trendier metalcore bands would get covered and like people just sort of turn their nose up at us maybe because it was more just like traditional metal i guess um so maybe that's what i was alluding to um but i it just doesn't matter really like more and more these days like you just have to get out there and do what you love and you know there's always an audience for everything so yeah, I, hopefully that I, I didn't come across like I was just like having a moan or like oh, we should have been bigger or anything like that. Definitely not what I meant. No, I, I mean I know I know how like um, how it could, I think the, the my experience sometimes is it's it's felt like certain sometimes it just feels like you're quite I suppose in the nature of just so many bands about nowadays that yeah. you, it feels like a lot of people whether it be industry people or just like fans in general can be quite quick to dismiss maybe. That's the kind of the feeling I've got sometimes. I'm not trying to put a very negative spin on. Uh, I mean, they can be like that, yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, like obviously 
as time goes on and myself included, I think people's attention spans, not what it used to be in terms of everything being so like instant gratification with like everything on our phones and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You just have to do things cause you love it and you believe in it. And, um, not really worry too much about that. It's hard though. Um, when you're starting out, but yeah, I, I think more what I was alluding to is that there were definitely people into Solosis and we had a good following, but it wasn't necessarily like being covered. Yeah. That With that kind of, um, on that topic of like, do, I guess sort of doing what you love and trying to sort of stay true to that. Um, I know there's what I, something I've noticed that, um, just in sort of the music, particularly in sort of metal, um, is you don't see so many sort of, singer guitarists in the metal world i don't feel nowadays maybe they maybe that's maybe there just always hasn't been that many but you know whenever i picture someone like, i don't know like james hetfield or someone you know um i i find it kind of um i don't know i feel like there's a sort of you know we kind of live in a world where people there's a lot of people suffering with issues with their confidence and issues with putting themselves out there um and I, i'm sort of wondering whether maybe that's contributing to people shying away from the front man kind of role um whether that be just pure singing or the sort of singing guitar thing um i don't know if that's just my kind of hypothesis as to why maybe there are fewer apparently to me anyway fewer sort of singer guitarists out there is that something you've that you could wouldn't there be more but but wouldn't there still just be singers though anyway so i wasn't sure what what your point was because obviously there aren't like more I'm sorry, I'm really not trying to be pedantic. I'm just trying no, to understand no, no. your point. Uh, but wouldn't that mean, with what you're saying, wouldn't that make it sound like there was more instrumental bands? But I think it's just less common to have a guitarist that sings and more common to just have an external singer. Yeah, I suppose maybe a better question would be, do, do you think, I mean, do you feel like there are less um, sort of singer-guitarists around nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think there's particularly within metal and like live shows like it's cool having a front man that can isn't bound to the spot you know um so i get that but uh and it's really hard to do play guitar and sing um and i'm it takes me ages to like learn a song with vocals and guitar at the same time i can do one or the other but doing both i'm like oh it's tedious to practice like like even this far in it doesn't get any easier like if if something goes against what the other one's doing rhythmically it's just hard so uh yeah but it is a lot less common but it it was i think it's been getting less and less common like since the 90s to be honest i think like pantera was sort of like you know everyone was like oh yeah they didn't want to be like phil anselmo or dimebag and that the more like Old, older bands from the 80s were more like guitarist vocalists i guess i don't know i haven't thought about it too much but yeah 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 it was um i think my sort of my sort of hypothesis i guess was that there's a lot of people and i suppose this really actually doesn't just apply to singing guitarists it just applies to vocalists you know there's something very exposing about putting your vocals out there it's a very personal thing um and i think the way you know i see a lot of young musicians and i have to include myself to some degree um whose confidence has been sort of harmed in some way just by i don't know the way the world is nowadays with all the social media and stuff and i was kind of i suppose wondering whether that may be whether we might see even in future a decline in the amount of people 
getting out there as vocalists and fronting bands because um i know how hard it is to try and find a singer for a band like um and i don't know but then again i suppose in terms of the guitar vocal thing you do get the benefit of if you can split those two up not having that having to like you said fight against your guitar when you're trying to sing so um yeah that was just i suppose my hypothesis but actually the way you put it makes more sense so um yeah it's it's, it's an interesting one um i mean in terms of like your um when it came to like this getting this album together i, I was again i suppose i'm relying on another interview here so correct me if i'm wrong but um you sort of made a mention of i think how um uh, adam sort of maybe pushed you to um certain places to, or maybe encouraged a certain level out of you um with the new stuff um i know a lot of people myself included try and like to think that they can do things alone you know that you know um I don't know, maybe you feel a sense of pride, I suppose, you know, if you feel like you've done something by yourself, but I suppose realizing that having people in your corner, realizing it's important to have people in your corner, I think is a, is a big thing. Um, have you, how do you deal with kind of having other people involved? Like, I know you talked about being a bit more, um, like having an outside producer as well this time around. Um, how do you deal with like having other people around you? And do you feel that that's benefited you? Uh, so just quickly, Adam is the band's manager <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know. Um, he, he pushed us a lot. I mean, in terms of what you said about like feeling like you've done something on your own and like accomplished something, like I still wrote, you know, or like, in, or the band at least wrote all the music for the record. So it's not like anyone was co-writing with us or we had gone somewhere else to write the music. It was more just like what Adam, our manager was saying was that he didn't feel like we had tapped into our full potential as a band. Like, there was like there's something there in our music that i think our fans see is that maybe goes a little deeper than some bands or like just the attention to detail maybe that we put into our music we have quite a quite a diehard following but he just said that we could just do better it was just like you could just do like a classic metal record if you want and like do a record that's going to like solidify you and like stand the test of time and and connect with people in ways that you haven't really done and I was just like, huh, yeah, like I was proud of the last record, but it, yeah, on, on looking back, we I think I personally always shied away from doing anything that was like either too obvious or anything that was like too anthemic for people thinking it was like, I don't know, but um, all the stuff I grew up listening to was like anthemic, even if it was super heavy, like, like the Great Southern Tranquil or like Iowa by Slipknot, you know, like people equal shit it's like anthemic even though it's like super heavy and but we had never done that before because i think we we're too scared to to dip our toes into doing anything like that so uh he helped us just like push us into try and focus on writing a record that was just the strongest thing we've ever done like make every song something that could be released as a single or um just have like every section just be like oh i can't wait for that bit to come in or i can't wait to hear that song live which we haven't really approached an album like that before and then including scott atkins uh to he's, he's worked with us in the past but he's never like properly produced us in terms of getting involved in arrangements so we gave him the songs early on and just said just give us your most brutal honest feedback so we can because even though scott was in a band stamping ground we were pretty successful uk like i guess metalcore band but hardcore metal band um he he's really good at just 
putting his head in his mates who are just generic metalhead punter guys who don't never played in bands don't play an instrument they just like going to gigs and, and stuff and he's just like what what's going to connect with them live what do they want to hear and feel and like what's going to resonate and what's going to you know it, like for example we had this song pariahs and i had the front half of the song and the second half was i can't remember now and he was just like no you need a bit in the middle where like you've got the bass drum going and you've got like the blinders on the stage the big lights and you're you're singing prize and the whole crowd knows to sing it back and i'm like oh yeah like we've never done like stuff like that and he's like that's what like my friends who go to gigs they want to like you know you've got to sort of feed this stuff to them and like get them involved and so yeah I, none, none of the involvement was taken away from the fact that this is all stuff that's come from us but it just helps I think and there's a sort of youthful arrogance I think everyone probably suffers from when you're like 18 or whatever and you're like oh, I'm pretty good at guitar and like I've, I've written some songs and you're like oh, no I know exactly what I want us to do and it wasn't necessarily that I'd ever dismiss anyone's input but didn't like seek it out or it was like now we got this just you know you hit record and I'll play the song sort of thing and this time around it's like I just want what's best and like hear as many different opinions as possible. And even if you end up going with what you wanted to do all along, at least entertaining other ideas or just hearing people out um, is beneficial. Yeah. I think that ability just to even just to listen is important. Like how do you feel yeah. like you've sort of developed as a person through through the music, sort of through the music you've done, how do you feel like you've maybe developed personally? Are there lessons you've learned? It's almost going back to your first question in some ways, but um, you know, lessons in things like I don't know whether it's sort of patience or um, sort of an ability to, you know, hear out other people's opinions. Are, are there any things that you've picked up that, that yeah, I mean, carried you in life? Something that's come up a lot in press, like when people obviously ask about architect stuff, is. Uh, uh, something that was important was when I first started writing for Holy Hell and like the first two songs I sent to Dan, cause it was just me and him doing the writing. Like I'd write a song and he'd sort of produce it and arrange it. And I sent him, I think mortal after all and modern misery. And he sent them back and he'd like that riff is now there. And that, that the verse is now the core, whatever it like, I'm just making stuff up, but it was very like, you know, he'd move stuff around in quite a drastic way. And for me, I'd spent quite a while on the songs. I had this vision of what I wanted the song to, to be like. And and it came back different. And that was really like jarring and uncomfortable for me, as it would be any for most people, like when you've worked at something and you've got like an idea of what you want it to be. And then someone goes, nah, it's going to be this. It was uncomfortable. And it took, you know, an album or towards the end of the album to like get used to that being the process. But it's hugely beneficial to learn to like just let go and be a bit more open to other opinions. And with it, you know, with retrospect, like sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I was, what was I thinking with my original demo? And then every now and then, yeah, it might have been that I might have preferred my version of the demo, whatever. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's all personal preference when it comes to music, anyway. But but that was uh, hugely beneficial for me, like as a person, just like being a lot more collaborative and not like holding the reins as tightly. So is Silosis now, like it's great, you know, we're trying to get, you know, the other guys in the band obviously are involved, but then 
getting a producer to really get in there and you know just be honest with us or even like the artwork just our friend snakehead just did it and he's done our logo the whole merch range he's range he's sort of just headed up the whole aesthetic for the record without me having to do it and that's something that as well i used to be like latched onto and i can just focus on the more important things yeah with, with all the um so speaking of i suppose the more important things like um with all of this stuff um how do you kind of obviously especially you talk about kind of pushing yourself for this record in particular um and i know the the typical musician thing is it's never quite good enough you know it's always like you know i could tweak this or i can add this in or you know you listen back and um how how do you like decide when especially if you feel like you're trying to push for something a bit different um how do you find a sort of level um where where you're happy with something you know and has that has that level kind of changed from say the last record or maybe over the years um i hate to sound like i don't know arrogant or whatever but i i feel like i've always had a good barometer at least for my own writing of like a standard of quality of like if something is good enough or if it feels a bit too standard or stock like i'm I kind of know if it something needs to be better to to appease me anyway. And the whole point of you know with solosis is try and be your own favorite band, like try and write something that you'd want to hear and is actually going to like get you excited. So if if it doesn't do that, you kind of just know it's just like a intu- intuition, like you just know if something's good because you just want to keep playing it again and again. Um, so with the songs, I feel like you just sort of know when it's good and like knowing to take a step back in terms of songwriting and stuff or vocals or lyrics. Um, what the main thing for me that I struggled to stop with is mixing because there's just an infinite possibilities or directions you could do with that. And yeah, I, I took a long time on the mix. Yeah. Is that it kind of, um, is it, does it ever get kind of, uh, when, when you have, so, you know, when you have so such great control over the, the whole sum of the music like that, um, does it, do you ever kind of, and again, talking about you sort of outside influences of having other people there, do you ever kind of get a bit like almost tone deaf where you're listening to it? And it, it almost, I know I've been there when I'm trying to play something or write something and I listen back and I almost just forget any, any sense of what I was trying to do with the thing. Um, cause you, you just almost, I suppose that fatigue of just hearing the same thing over again, I find personally I mean, yeah. difficult. It does happen. Like there was a song, I think this, we might put a video of this in, in on our Instagram. Like there was a song we did as a one-off single that we recorded at the same time as the record called heavy as the crown. And like, I think there was a riff in the song and I just couldn't, I was like, is it good or is it crap? Is it like, and especially with like simple stuff there's such a fine line between like something being effective and really cool and satisfying or just like boring because it's so simple. So that in particular is always like hard to know, like, especially if, you, if you've heard it a lot, it's like, you just need someone else to come in with a fresh set of ears and go, Oh, that was cool. Or you'd be like, no, it's boring. Get rid of it. And then yeah, just go. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Could you, could you put your finger on, uh, for any, I suppose, any keen guitarists or musicians in general, but could you put your finger on what is the difference between um, a catchy riff and one that's just straight up sort of generic? 
you you just kind of know i guess like it either feels really satisfying and sounds good and you want to listen to it again or it just washes over you and is, is boring but it's really dependent i mean there's there's no formula for any of it really it's like the most obvious example is like the rift to walk by pantera like there's a fine line between something like that being like boring or like oh that's sick you know and, and obviously everyone's going to have a different opinion anyway but when it comes to simplistic stuff yeah it's really i mean for, I, I feel for the most part i know if something even if it's simple and like if it feels good and i just want to keep listening to it but again like maybe that's just my taste I don't know. yeah i don't I, th- I think it's a difficult one. i do think you can overthink it as well like it's one of those like i always say it to because i teach guitar i always say it to my students but like, like, i teach a few of them on the songwriting side as well and kind of the ultimate rule i think is just like if it sounds good it is good i think that's what you know yeah like and it sounds simplistic but i think you can you know you can actually take that quite a long way i think um with, with like when it comes to your sort of lyrical stuff um I was having a quick flick, flick through your Instagram. I saw you talking about sort of um, writing about sort of society or sort of modern, the way sort of modern society is to some degree. And um, what do you feel like you're sort of in terms of if you were to write, say, about your own experience versus, say, your interpretation of what's happening in society nowadays? Um, to me, they seem like quite different, you know, sort of avenues to take if you were to, um, to different avenues to sort of write about. Um do you find that you get in different sort of headspaces to write about different topics, whether it be about yourself or about sort of wider society, or is it is it all kind of um, coming from the same sort of place? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's different headspaces generally. Like when you look at um, you know, like the world as a whole, or some of, maybe some of the stuff that is in the lyrics, like. I can't remember even now specifically, like some of the stuff for the song Deadwood, like not the, not the entire lyrical theme, but you know, it's loosely about people who are willing to literally chase just profit over anything, like to the detriment of like the entire planet, like destroying the planet. Just, but well, we've got to meet our bottom line and like all, all these industries just like, well, we can't change now. This is what we've been doing. It's like, yeah, it could destroy the planet, but it's like, well, well, we're making money so that that's just one example of a song or at least like elements of what like that song is about um which is completely different to a song like absent which is more of like just a personal thing but um but i guess there's an element of my own feelings or emotions behind all the songs like the stuff that i was talking about like with deadwood is something that um yeah, like obviously angers me if I see it or like hear about, you know, th- that sort of thing happening or, or or even like, I guess there's not as, as much like stuff to do with like animal rights on this record, but uh, that's something that I get like angry about, I guess. And then absent something that was more sort of introspective and kind of feeling, okay, it's kind of about the, being sort of like depressed and like wrapped up in your own head and feeling guilty that you're not actually acknowledging that the person that you're like the people that you care about are struggling with something just as bad and you're just making it all about you and just feeling like 
crap and then guilty about fixing crap. So that's an example of what Absence about or a, another song on the record. So it's, uh, yeah, I guess it all comes from my reaction to the world, I guess. But I, I try not to get too... Um, oh, this is how I see things, or like, or like, this is my agenda that I'm trying to push, or anything like that. It's more just reactionary, I guess. Yeah. So, just one last quick question for us to take up too much of your time. Um, when you, what would you say? Do you write? Um, as most it might sound a bit blunt, say like, do you write for you or do you write for other people? That sounds a little kind of um, uh, blunt to put it like that, but you know, when it comes to writing lyrics, particularly, do you feel like it's some sort of expression and some sort of avenue for you to get things out? Or do you write for the purpose of um, sort of delivering some sort of message to other people? Or is there something completely, some other sort of completely different reason? Is it a bit of everything? Like, um, So musically, not that you ask that, uh, it's always for ourselves and trying to just try and be your own favourite band. Like, that's the easiest way to know if you're like what we were talking about earlier, if you're going to like something or if you think it's good, if you're aiming to be like, if I mixed all my favorite bands and all the elements are like the most into one band. And if I can make, listen to that, what would it be? So like for music, it's completely selfish and lyrically it's mostly for me, but I with this record definitely try to make a conscious effort to not like, hide my lyrics in metaphors and like wrap it up in some big mystery like i used to do to just because it's kind of exposing and i'm like kind of private or i just didn't really want to have to like put all that out there and now i've just you know just like more confident with that stuff i don't really mind talking about it and it's cool to be able to like just connect easy with people and like people understand what a song's about and it just be I mean, not that everything's like easy to just sell, you know, for, for people listening to pick it apart and see what my intention was, but they can at least maybe interpret it in their own way a bit easier. Mm. I'm still guilty of being the metaphor guy. So maybe, maybe one day I'll transcend and evolve beyond that. Um, <laughs> I, I do admire that. So yeah. Um, okay. So just quickly before we go, I need uh, a question to start the next conversation and an artist pick. Yeah, that's cool. What's an artist pick for? They're just like an artist that you'd like to promote to the world that you think deserves. No, I'd like to promote. Person. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was someone I was thinking of the other day. That I wanted to. Pick. A lot. Wait I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say Earn. Those guys are cool. Um, they're doing well at the moment. We've been friends with them for a while, but um, yeah, got a lot of time for them. Um, and Harriet, obviously, you know them. Yeah. Uh get a shout out those those two for uh, cropping up in terms of a question i mean that's just uh i'm it not be, it doesn't have to be it can be anything absolutely i've had the most ridiculous things i can't even there's one question where i don't even i can't even believe i asked the person that question um not even going to repeat um so it's had it's been the whole span of things so um uh i guess i'm this is just coming out of nowhere uh, Oh, I don't even know if that's a good enough question or make sense. I was going to say, like, at what point in your career do you only deal with artists and musicians? Yeah, it's a, it's mainly like music. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what do you feel like 
you're going to continually get better at writing music or do you feel like there's a limited window in which it will be really good and then either side of it's not as great oh that could really that could really trigger someone though <laughs> i'm interested to ask that though. that's a good question uh might hit someone in the uh yeah at the wrong moment but we'll see we'll find out yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah if i just won't catch- be there to to bear the fallout i'm afraid yeah, i'm just catching a band on the way down like oh sorry <laughs> yeah amazing thank you very much man it's been awesome no worries